Shalom everyone, this is Dr. Dina Dye and I'm here, well I'm here in sunny New Mexico mostly and my co-host Jeff is in snowy Washington. Uh, how far under the snow are you now Jeff? Well actually we have, uh, it's very sunny right now outside. Oh. Nice. It's real, I don't think it's 28 degrees. <laughs> yeah. uh, so all the snow that we got uh, Friday leading into Saturday, Shabbat, it's still out there on the ground. It's just all frozen now. We've got four or five more inches projected. In fact, we're going to have a snowy week with temperatures barely getting above 30 degrees. So it's going to be an interesting week here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, and people up there don't know how to drive. Of course, they don't know how to drive here either. Uh, get a little snow in the ground and it's over. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, it's cracked me up. The, the governor, Jay Inslee, who's, well, I won't no say No comment, yeah. Uh, he uh, declared a snow emergency, and I was like, what? I know. My daughter lives in Portland, well, outside of Portland, yeah. and they declared an emergency before one flake fell out of the sky. <laughs> I used oh, to live down there. They didn't even declare an emergency here when we had four feet. So, I, know. Uh, <laughs> I, I grew up, but then again, in all fairness to the folks out here, uh, they don't they don't know a whole lot about the way that works. So, <laughs> no, okay. they do not. Anyway, anyway um, we got a conference coming up, Dina. Yeah, so t let's talk excited beyond measure. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and Jeff is putting this baby on, so... Uh, John Walton, Dr. John Walton will be in the Pacific Northwest in Puyallup, and he'll be there Saturday, September 7th from 8.30 to 3, and then I'll be speaking Sunday. It'll probably be a little later than 8.30. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see yeah. how that goes, but it's sort of a conference weekend with the two doctors, although I would uh, always defer to jo Dr. John Walton. Uh, this is, a, I think, an opportunity of a lifetime for all you folks out there who just, you know, want to really grow, want to really understand outside the box, like there's nobody outside the box by, like Walton. And I am just so honored to be a part of this, uh, to be able to chat with him and learn from the master. <laughs> and, I mean, this guy... I don't know how long he's been at this. I don't know how many books he's got out. Many, many, many. But uh, if you really want to understand the ancient Near East world and how the Bible is written in that world, this is the man. So I think there's limited seating, correct? Yeah, we can only, uh, right now, uh, we've got 125 seats. The place, actually the place is in a, in a mobile home park with a very nice, recreation center and so a little older but uh, it'll accommodate 125 people there's 137 max allowed I'm going to need some volunteers so that's kind of where we're looking to do this right now if depending on whether or not we get overwhelmed with participation that's kind of the goal and uh, it's close to the freeway it's not very far it's up off Canyon Road for those of you who live in and around the area and I got to say something about John Walton when I contacted him and by the way Nathan Grapes and I were tag teaming this event when uh, Nathan and I were discussing this I said well why don't I just give him a call and see if he'll come out and when I called John Walton I sent him an email actually and he was like very enthusiastic about coming out here doing this of course Dean and I 
we interviewed him uh, a year or so ago, and so he was familiar with us. And, of course, for me to bring John Walton out here and not tell Dina Dye about it, well, that's just blasphemy. <laughs> cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> so I, I called Dina the next day, and I said, Dina, John Walton's agreed to come out. Uh, I'd love for you to meet him. So that's how we ended up getting Dina on board. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be a cost. We're working on all of those things and trying to put all that together. In fact, my webmaster, Nikki Wyman, is busy doing that now. We're going to have a sign-up. In other words, on my, on my website, jeffsmorton.com, you'll be able to go there and purchase the tickets in advance, and that, that's actually going to be helpful, but we're months out. Uh, but in any event, we have to have a body count going forward, and that's, why we're, that's one of the reasons we're doing the pre-registration. So that's all coming up in September. We're excited to have John Walton here. And, and I talked to John. I said, John, you know, he told me to call him John. So I said, John, you know, I don't agree. With, <laughs> I don't agree with a lot of the stuff you talk about in your, in, in your own personal faith. And he said, that's okay. Uh, it's your information and your body of work that just fascinates me. And you're an expert on linguistics of the ancient world. And I, I'm, I just want people to see there's information to be gleaned from your work. And he was really very excited and amiable about coming. And I'm just grateful uh, that he decided to, yeah, no problem. So, and he told me what he requires and I understand all of those things and we're working on that. That's where the cost is coming in, but we're going to have a great time going, returning to the ancient world through the lens of Professor John Walton. I'm really, really excited. He's got 30 is, books, Dina, 30 yeah, books. He, it, this is a tremendous opportunity. And let me just, you know, for those of you who don't feel like you can make it for whatever reason, uh, please can, feel free to, to support this financially because uh, if any of you out there, I've put on a number of conferences and it's no easy feat. And, uh, you know, you sweat the, the financial thing. You, you know, it's not like you're out to make millions here. You just want to break even. But uh, any of you who can't make it, once the, the page is up, if you want to just support it, you know, five bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever, just to help. Because if this works, then he'll do it again. You know, and other, maybe in another part of the country. So um, we just want it to be successful. Uh, because you brought that up, Dana, let me just mention, too, that on my website, jeffsmorton.com, I'm not a nonprofit, so it's, the taxes are different for me. So when you purchase a ticket, uh, then I can go ahead and balance that out with the cost or zero it out. It, I'm trying to have a net gain of nothing. And Professor Walton agreed to do this. On, on a, he, had a, he had one big condition, and that was that he, that I didn't gain from it or profit from it. Well, folks, I'm here to tell you we've done this a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I never profited on any of this. My Dina will tell you my my sole reason for doing this is to get the information out to you folks, to get you acquainted with someone you're maybe not familiar with. I'm certainly not in this to make money, and so honoring John's request is a piece of cake for me. But we do have costs, and we want to try to make this as comfortable as for, for many of you as possible. Right now, without belaboring this any further, 8.30 is the, is the time to get there. 9 o'clock is when he wants to start. He wants to be done by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, maybe an hour or so 
for questions and things of that nature afterwards. But he also wants to fly home the same night. So we're trying to figure all of this out and work it in together. And, of course, Dean is gracious enough to say, yeah, I'd love to come Saturday or Sunday, and uh, she'll be in town for the weekend. So we're going to have a little bit of fun. And I'm just thrilled. I'm, I'm actually really thrilled to know that Professor John Walton, with his credentials, was willing to come here and talk to 125 people for a day. I, I just, I mean, to me, that's just a, exceptional. And it also tends to represent his humility. Uh, he's not doing this for profit, trust me. So yeah. anyway, Dina, that's, that's all happening, okay? Okay. And it's so all we'll, uh, we'll move on from that. Oh, wait, one more thing. The way that I have to do this on PayPal, for those of you who would like to support the event, when you go to my website, there's going to be my regular PayPal tab. If you tap, pop on that, it says book sales. But then I have some, some incremental contributions if you're willing to make those uh, to help us get this thing together. So for all of you folks who can help support this, I'll take your money, okay? Trust me. <laughs> and I'll put it to use to that end, okay? So you can just hit the PayPal tab on my website, and it will give you some options. And I have to do it that way because I'm not a nonprofit. So anyway, and then the buying the tickets will be a separate deal on a separate page, and that will all be self-explanatory. So that's all I have on the conference, Dina. Yeah, so we, uh, we're going to shift gears here for a little bit. Uh, most of you know I've been uh, quite busy posting on Facebook this past week. Because yes, you have. My level, you know, I, I tend to be somewhat quiet. I'll post something here and, here and there, but, man, I went over the top this week. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I've lived in New Mexico since 1976, so I've been here a very long time. And, you know, politics come and go, but uh, this fall, and largely due to an uninformed populace and a church that sat on its behind and people who didn't vote, uh, we ended up with the most radical governor in the history of New Mexico. She is a radical, progressive feminist. And she has an agenda. And unfortunately, at the same time, the State House, uh, both the state representatives and the Senate, uh, were won by the Democrat Party, as well as every single congressional uh, delegation. Our, both our senators, our three congressmen, are also all Democrats. And if I'm offending anyone, I don't care, because we are now in the place where, I'm sorry, the Democrat Party is the party of death. And I don't know how to say it any better, and you can throw rotten tomato tomatoes out. Again, I don't care. So I'm not going to go through all the, the stuff. I mean, in one week, like this is the first week well, second week of this woman. <laughs> she hasn't actually signed any bills yet. But this legislature is on steroids uh, in every, in the worst ways imaginable. But the two that I'm focused on, because the heart of God is life. Yes. That's how creation came about, folks. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, he, he was making a covenant between those two elements in order to produce life, which is creation. So the very foundation of everything that is in the Bible, I don't care if you want to argue over peripheral issues 
or you know certain moral position I don't we're talking life and you can go to the bank with this because we know it is the heart of God so to have a legislature have a bill in which there are absolutely no restrictions on abortion the minute before a baby is born is beyond barbaric I don't even know what adjectives I can use anymore and not only that they have made it so that any medical personnel or professionals cannot uh, there is no conscientious objection available to them they are going to be forced to give abortions up till the minute before the baby is born and I just saw an, uh, in a magazine one of these teen vogue magazines in which they're encouraging young girls if you get pregnant just go to New Mexico because it don't matter and on top of that in the same week two days apart an assisted suicide bill that's probably going to pass as well in which once again medical professionals cannot opt out in any way they're going to be forced they are going to give lethal a lethal dose of a drug assisted suicide and uh, babies in the womb that is outlawed for animals in this state it's just anyways you know my heart on this I'm so frustrated and angry and mostly just mad because the church has just not done it now not all churches because I did hear from a friend of mine um, there's a large non-denominational church in Albuquerque called legacy and the pastor there is always in trouble with the media kudos to him but he gave out the phone numbers and the names of all the people that he, he needed his people to call so we do have some the Catholic Church which has been the bulwark against all this stuff for generations is MIA like I haven't heard a word from anyone in the Catholic Church and all that to say that in one week our state has just flipped and gone the way of California and so Jeff and I you know that you you, you hear my frustration I, I don't want to leave it on that note but we have to talk about this for sure and so what, what we talked about before the show is we've got to communicate to you guys you know hope we've got to give you some some options some instructions so, you know how do we deal with life in a sewer <laughs> in a culture of death and we have to understand this is nothing new it's been going on since the beginning of time there has always been some sort of uh, mass slaughter of the innocent you can go back to ancient Samaria and you're gonna find it all the way through and we talked about the Pol Pots and the Mao Zedong I mean what 50 million people died under him and the Stalins and, you know and the Cambodia killing fields and Hitler and this is this is nothing new so how our, our question is how do we navigate through this we've got you know the the great uh, words of people like Dietrich Bonhoeffer who lived in it in Germany you know we've got to figure out a way to deal with this head-on so that's kind of what we're probably I don't know how much time we've got but I think this is something we need to address well it's 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 for me I mean, one of the things that works so well between Dean and I and myself is, you know, our passion is not just passion, 
We understand that we're citizens of an eternal kingdom. Our allegiance is not to Rome, but to the God of creation. And so this is why I'm always saying that if you treat your life as though it is part of a citizenry of an eternal kingdom that has rules, laws, statutes, and commandments, if this is what you really truly believe, then your denominations, your, your affiliations, your connections have to be superseded by the fact of your obligation to that kingdom. And so for me, when we look at the nations in the earth and we see the spirit of death moving once again throughout humanity, we have to represent the kingdom of God. And we have to represent life. We have to be the light on the hill. And the way that we do that, in my opinion, is to step out of the box of our particular denomination and step into the freedom and the liberty afforded to us through a blood covenant. And that's why I'm always saying we have to return to the kingdom of God because the kingdom of men, folks, I don't know if it's not just New Mexico or California. It's Washington, Oregon, New York. Go down the list. If we, we failed at teaching our children actual history. We failed to teach them the biblical principles that guided nations for years. We failed to do that. And so now you've got these people. And I'm not going to throw names out there because everybody has the ability to be redeemed. But right now you've got people that are leading your children to death. And this is to me, you know, if we, if we, if we don't become unified and stand up for the principles, and I think we can, I'm pretty sure there's going to be consequences to doing that. But the consequences of not doing what we were supposed to do that's what we're dealing with right now, and it's going to get worse. And so we have to, we have to, we have to be better than we have been. I'm glad you mentioned the church because I think of Saving the Storks, and I think mm -hmm. of Live.org, and I, I look at all these people out here on the front lines battling this lunacy of, of uh, you call you barbaric treatment of the child, the preborn. And I sit here and I go, we've got people out here battling this. The problem is the majority of people who would say that they're Christians, the majority of people who say they're waiting for the Mashiach, are not fighting this battle. In fact, many of them are walking into Planned Parenthood and killing their children or arguing and fighting amongst themselves. He's Mashiach is not Mashiach. It's the Baptist God or the Pentecost God. We... You know what? The enemy doesn't even, they're not even paying attention to us anymore. And that's the problem. That's a Well, I think problem. the message of Christianity, at least for the last 100 and some years, was escapism. Just wait it out, and the good Lord is coming, and you can fly away to wherever, and you don't have to worry about it. I think that that message has, was so detrimental to the growth of the church the, and, you know, part of that, the whole concept of, you know, the rapture, it goes against everything that the scripture says. Listen, there is nowhere to escape to. 
the U.S. at this juncture is still the last best hope, and who knows, you know, how it's all going to play out. You talked about consequences, and I think that's the key to all. When you throw out the foundation of, of the order of the universe, this is what you get, pure and utter chaos. So we're, we're talking about how, you know, how do we restore order? And it doesn't mean, I think we've been guilty of thinking that somehow we're going to have nirvana here on earth. And I can't see it. So how do we restore order? You know, we need to restore order in our own lives, in the lives of our family as we are able, the life of our community, the life of our state and our nation. But we certainly have to start with us. So there's, there needs to be a whole lot of introspection and self-examination and awareness of, you know, you individually, you within the context of your family. What are you doing? What are you thinking? Have you been MIA on these issues for the last? And I have to, I will freely admit, when I was raising my kids uh, when they were young, probably in the 90s, I was very politically active. I was always speaking, I was the, the legislature, I went into the public school, believe it or not, I taught abstinence education in the public schools back in the 90s. And, you know, tried, and back then we were all freaking out over what was going on. And then, you know, as I, and the kids were raised and off to school and now married and we got grandkids and I kind of just sort of sat back I think for a while but I'll tell you this week I'm going no more I mean I wrote letters to every single member of the House and Senate and you know and I didn't mince words um, we and I'm not saying everything's about calling and writing because I know most of it doesn't do a bit of good but it's time for us and I actually have received a number of emails from you all saying, you know, I am so convicted that I cannot sit here anymore and let this go on. Now, we may not change a thing, but we have kingdom obligations. If we are doing what he has called us to do, defend the fatherless and the innocent and, you know, babies in the womb, that's all you can do. You do it to the best of your ability in the place that he's called you. If he's called you to stand in front of the the abortion clinic, then you do that. If he's called you, you know, to write letters, if he's called you to just share with your neighbor, wake up. If he's called you into a church to speak, I don't care where it is, go and do it to the best of your ability, equipped by God with the, with the Holy Spirit to be able to speak in front of those who need to hear the message. If nothing happens from that, it's not on your, you know, it's, it's not on you because you have done what he called you to do. And he will equip you to be able to go into the, lion, the lion's den. And like the, my husband went to the legislature uh, about a week and a half ago because there were these terrible gun bills coming down the pike. And he, there were about 500 people that showed up. They were totally disrespectful to them, sent them down into the basement of the roundhouse told him to line up against a wall. I mean, it sounded like Germany. And um, he said it was the most oppressive thing he has ever been in, 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 you know, maybe ever. He just was, it was so oppressive. Folks, we're in the lion's den, and uh, we got to do what we got to do. And I'm just, 
I'm speaking to myself as much as I am to everyone. I don't care where you find yourself. You, you have got to educate everyone around you. And we've got to figure out a way to, to educate and uh, talk to the millennials because this bunch is clueless. They have been raised in secular humanist education. They don't even know who God is or that and we've been guilty of that, you know, having removed prayer of the schools and all the stuff that's gone on. I don't know. I could probably talk <laughs> for hours. I'm just, I'm so frustrated. But we want, we want you to be, to have hope because the kingdom is greater than anything man could come up with and that God has equipped you to, to, to go out there and to spread the kingdom and make a difference in your sphere. Do not give up. And, and you, you have to keep something in mind. I mean, when we look at the tragedies of ancient Israel, it was because of a divided people, and everybody was doing their own thing, worshiping all kinds of things and doing all kinds of debauchery and the whole nine yards. And if, if, for, if for nothing else, we can look at the historical account of Israel to realize that this particular nation that was set apart was in many instances just as bad as the world around us. And so here we are today, there's not one nation on this planet, not one nation on this planet that is upholding the principles of, of God Almighty, not one. And okay. my fear, my fear is that the God of creation has to respond. He has to respond because we're dragging his name through the mud, and we're killing children before they come out of the womb, and we're changing. If you just stop and think about it, folks, everything that is being passed as legislation, everything, it doesn't matter what it is, everything is against the principles outlined in the biblical narrative. And, and for me, it's kind of like the adversity that is against the things of God is being legislated state by state, country by country, nation by nation. And the very people that have been given this promise and who uphold all of these principles, for the most part, are MIA. And that, to me, is we don't teach our children history because we're all from broken families. We don't understand what the school system is doing because we stopped paying attention years ago. We're not part of the church community because the church community is broken, fractured, and a mess. And all of these things that we're facing now are consequences of what we have not done in representing our obligation to uphold the laws, the statutes, and the commandments of an eternal kingdom. And here's the biggest, the saddest part about all of this is our children, both the born, the unborn and the born, are paying the price. That's right. This is the to the third and fourth generation language, because we're about on third to fourth generation since uh, the 60s, you know, when, when the, the, whole, the whole free love thing and throw out morality. I mean, this is a statement by a party and a political bunch to shake their fist in the face of God and say, you have no moral authority over me. I can do whatever I want. And all of the destruction of the family and free love outside of marriage and, you know, all of that is throwing out God's moral authority 
in embracing whatever <laughs> secular world. It's not even a moral authority in the opposite sense. And so the very nature of the laws of God have in within them moral is to be morally pure. Now I'm not talking about you know you just act out, but the heartbeat of God has when when there are rulings and ordinances in its very nature is how to be moral, how to be a moral person. Um, and because when you violate those moral principles, we got what we got. You know, we got homosexuality on steroids and gender, you know, psychotic gender. <laughs> I don't even know. There are words now in the vocabulary that I don't even know what they mean. Like this, our dear friend AOC from New York, she's cisgendered. I'm like, we're we're on we're so we are so out of it. But anyways, we God's are. moral authority, the Ten Commandments, my God, that is how you turn a nation around. But we got a long way to go. I know. And just as a closing thought, because it's we probably I have no idea when we started, and <laughs> I think we're probably long here. Just I just want to keep those of you who are chasing after the knowledge of our King and waiting for the Mashiach. I, I want to make sure you that you hear this, okay? We we have hope. The biblical story is still playing out. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is still coming. All of these things are going to happen. I am 100,000% convinced. But just like in the bathhouses of ancient Rome, and the debauchery that went on with December the 25th, we've just come full circle. There's nothing new under the sun. And if we truly are, if God is going to have a remnant on this earth, it, it, you might as well consider yourself one. Because unless you represent the king, this is why I'm so adamant about putting on your citizenship to the kingdom of God, which is eternal. So, Dina, if you have some uh, some references or scripture, you know that's another thing. When we're when we're spitting out scriptures, and that's kind of what we do, we're spitting out translations and transliterations and concepts that the ancient world would be. I'm I'm pretty sure Paul would walk into the United States of America as though he was walking into Rome and go, "What in God's name has happened here?" Yeah. Because he would not understand most of our theology. And the problem is, we don't understand that. I'm pretty sure if Paul got off the boat in New York City, the last thing he would say is, wow, this is an amazing Christian nation. And, and we need to really understand that. Dina, you so, got a, a final thought? Yeah. Um, here's your kingdom obligation. <laughs> you want to draw, clo draw closer to him. There's something that you have to do. It works every time. And this is just a message to start with you. It's a verse in uh, Psalm 51 that you've probably heard a million times and sung to a million times. But I think this is where it's got to start. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence and take not your Ruach HaKodesh from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. Then 
I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guilt, O God, God of my salvation. Then my tongue will sing for joy of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you would not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it, not nor be pleased by burnt offerings. For the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. That's the place we need to be if we're going to have any effect in the culture. Bro a broken heart, broken for what's going on out there, broken for our own sin, broken because we have moved ourselves out of the presence of God. But he expects when he restores us to go out into the culture and praise him and declare who he is and what he is able to do. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people going, we are so messed up. It is so out of order. We are so in chaos. I don't know what to do. Well, here's what to do. Create a clean heart in me and restore the joy of your salvation in me so that I can go out and give that message person by person out there and to delight in the praises of God and who he is and what he has done because he is more than able to do this, but he uses us to transform out there. So on that note. <laughs> on that note, this is Jeff and Dr. Dina Dye returning to Eden. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. Now go be active. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. 